This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. I'm Janet. I'm Helen. And I'm Mel. It has been a while since we've done one of these episodes. Ladies, are we ready for some questions and answers? Ready! Sure. (laughs) (laughs) These are some uh, questions submitted from our Instagram followers, and uh, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. You'll just have to stick around with us to see what it is about. I'm going to dive right in with the first question. Are you guys ready? Here we go. Yes? No? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Rhetorical question. Rhetorical question, yeah. (laughs) Okay. How have each of you grown since going full-time with ABG? Uh, this is submitted by Sushi Burrito. Sushi Burrito. That sounds great. Sounds delicious. Um, okay. So I feel like for me, I've gotten personally a lot more relaxed. Um, I just remember working in corporate. Mm-hmm. I had very little downtime to take care of myself. And I'd say that work is just as busy nowadays with ABG, but it feels a lot more fulfilling and it feels, I feel a lot lighter. Mm. Um, and when we first started ABG, I was also coming out of, uh, very heavy sessions of therapy, almost reaching to a point where I was almost like graduating in a sense from what I went into therapy for. Mm -hmm. And life kind of like laid this path out for me where I finally reached a point in my therapy where I was good but still very fragile. And during that time, I also left my toxic work environment and was able to build this new self, essentially, through the beautiful environment that ABG provided for me. And I think because of that, I am such a different person um, from when I first went into ABG full-time. I do have a lot more confidence, much less fucks to give. And I think I'm just like so much more excited for life. Um, and I think on, on a smaller scale, I've also gotten a lot more comfortable with speaking in front of an audience. Mm. I can't tell if that's because it's Zoom and it's a lot easier because I'm sitting in my PJs. But uh, it, even when it was Zoom, I remember I used to get like the quiver in my throat mm. and I would have like mini panic attacks before the speaking events. But I do feel like with repetition, my confidence has definitely picked up in that sector. So those are two, I would say, big somewhat big changes that have happened for me since going full-time with ABG. Those are huge. Yeah. I mean, they were essentially, you went through like massive life transitions, uh, ABG being only one of like, of like a fifth of that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lots been changing, especially I think after you hit your thirties, it's just like yeah. so much changes. Very quickly too. Yeah. Yeah. How about for you, Mel? So I think before I'm the type of person, you know, when someone compliments you, you're like, oh no, 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 it's not, you kind of like kind of deflect. 
And I think my roommate told me, she's like, Mel, you know, you are so courageous to be pursuing ABG because it takes a lot to like kind of not only like shoot your shot at your passion, but also like be vulnerable to be talking about the things we do talk about on this podcast. And I was like, at first I was like, no, no, no. But then I thought about it. I was like, you know, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take that. I'm like, yes, I am courageous. And that's something I would never describe myself as to be fearless because I think I'm more of a fearful person sometimes. So I will say that I became more courageous with ABG. Um, I'm embra- I embrace my vulnerability. Like I've cried so many times on this podcast <laughs> that I'm just like, I could probably name all five on my hand, on my hands. Um, but to be okay with that type of emotion and feeling, um, I guess another thing for me is that I think ABG has really taught me and grew, grew this curiosity for my culture and my identity. And I think that's mm-hmm. something I'm so proud of because you know Asian boss was part of our name but to have this fascination about what it's like to be Asian to take pride in being Asian American I think it's just such an incredible thing and so I owe that all to ABG to really understand like what does it mean to be Asian American what does it mean to be a woman Mm -hmm. and what what did my family go through so there's definitely more appreciation that comes from my culture doing ABG but yeah those are some things that I've gained Oh, yeah. that's so nice. That's true. I mean, I noticed that you, you've you always been very, like, driven towards, like, Asian culture, mm-hmm. especially in media, but to know that your passion for that is evolving just through doing this is incredible. Yeah, thanks. How about you, Jay? Uh, how have I grown since going full-time? It's kind of strange. I... So it's, it's, it's been like a year now, a little over a year, right? Mm-hmm. And I haven't really taken the time to super reflect. I know we do we do like the New Year's resolution ones and all that, but it's like, wow, have I reflected even since then? Um, if I think back to when uh, where I was mentally when we started going full-time, I was coming off of leaving a job that was uh, really demanding in, in the wrong ways for mm. me. And I think... Reflecting now in hindsight, a year ago in that time, I think I was going back into this state of mind that I felt like I evolved away from early on in my career, which was I was trying to like focus on getting promoted or like, or, you know, going into job sectors where I felt like promotion might happen more quickly um, and that kind of a thing. And if I think about starting ABG when I was in that mindset and kind of looking at those markers for success, and now a year later, really being able to fully embrace that those are not my markers of success, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is strange. Like, and I, and I explain this to people that like, it's a, it's a journey, right? Like, I feel like I started out my career and I was focused on those things as important. And then I walked away from them in pursuing other things. But then when I evolved back into that job format, I was like back into that way of thinking of like promotions and titles and company names. And so it was nice to kind of go through ABG this past year and kind of be taken out of that again because doing what we do like it's hard to have ego right like mm-hmm. you have three people doing like everything mm-hmm. um and that to me is what I've realized is like really the type of work environment I thrive in I don't like I like it feeling like everyone has like equal sense of ownership even though it's like equality is not defined by everyone ha- everything having to be like 33 33 33 everyone kind of does it in their own way and um me being able to just like let control and like just kind of like trust in in how we work together has been... I'm kind of rambling now, sorry. No, no, it makes sense. I, I think you brought an interesting point about, like, titles. How, like, I think in corporate, I would say that all three of us kind of fell into, like, oh, I want to get promoted, I want that title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But once with ABG started, like, I honestly don't think about titles as much as we're like, oh, I, I take care of this department. Oh, I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing yeah. that. I'm yeah. like, I don't ever put that... Yeah, I guess it's, you, like, you markers I mean? of success are now changing for mm-hmm. me a lot, right? Like, I look at, like, we make, like, group goals. And yeah. I look at my mm-hmm. goal as, like, on a daily, weekly basis. Do I feel like um, I enjoy what I'm doing? Do I feel like I'm learning? Even mm-hmm. if it's something I don't enjoy what I'm doing. Like, 
is it for a purpose that I believe in, right? Yeah. And that part has been like amazing. Yeah. Um, but I will have to, sh- I think it's like, to be honest with people, it's not like a flip of a switch, right? Because it's, it's the work that you're doing, but it's also your mindset. And it took me a while from, you know, like even just because I left my job and we went to ABG, I was still kind of in that mindset. So it takes a good like six months to a year for me to really like forget the, that way of thinking and then fully mm-hmm. embrace like how it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'd say that, and that kind of reminds me of like Helen, you're saying just less fucks to give. Yeah. Like, yes, that's mm-hmm. a little bit of releasing that. And then also as I'm getting older and thinking about, you know, like I've gone through a lot relationship wise, romantically, I think in the past year of both with other people, but also just internally. And um, I think trying to release like having to control things. Mm-hmm. You know? so. mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. you. All right. Next question. How do you manage work issues when you work with your besties? This is a very tough question. Um, I will say the one thing we, us three do very well is communicate. Mm -hmm. And I know that comes easier for some than others, but I will say when you work with your best friends, it's kind of harder to like, Mm. Hey, I need to talk to you about something. Like whenever an issue comes up for it, whether it's between all three of us or whether it's like one of us within the group, I think we do a good job saying we message them privately saying, Hey, can we talk for a second? And then Mm -hmm. we like pretty much share what's on our mind and we kind of come to a conclusion or like resolve it then and there, because I think we're on the same page of that, of like, if it simmers and it just kind of, it was gonna, it's going to simmer over in like in a bad way yeah. down the line. So we try to squash it as much as we can after processing how we feel. So I think within us three, that's something we try to we try to do on a consistent basis if anything were to come up. Yeah, that was that was a really good way to summarize our approach, Mel. Um, and I would say like I think working with your besties can be like a really good thing or it can go really sour, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on how you execute it. I think for us, yeah, communication has been how we've done it. And I'm so thankful that it's going well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Communication and transparency is like super key. I mean, I think the three of us, we process differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I think Mel, you process more immediately. Yep. I think I need like a day to process and think about it and then reach out if something like is throwing me off mm-hmm. Janet I feel like you're maybe a little bit later yeah. of a processor and then it comes up later yeah. but at, at the end of the day I think it's so important to just talk about the thing that is irking you because it's not going to go away yeah. especially if you're working with them like mm-hmm. every single day like Mel was saying it is harder with mm-hmm. friends because you don't want to ruffle the friendship yep. feathers mm-hmm. you know you, you just want to talk about like the work stuff and I remember when I was in in corporate like it was so much easier to just give feedback Mm -hmm. to someone because it's like it's more of like the nature of working in that type of environment Mm -hmm. where feedback could have been given like even more often on a daily basis versus and especially when there's like more of a hierarchy too yeah Mm -hmm. because if you're a manager and you have someone you're working with Mm -hmm. that is uh junior to you you're supposed to be giving them feedback versus here there's no hierarchy so it does feel a little bit more uncomfortable (laughs) but you know these are things you gotta face when you run your own company yeah. yeah. And also small tip, I think that I've noticed for us sometimes when we are having like a heavy work week, we'll we'll spend our free times separate, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like knowing when to have time alone because that's very important to maintain balance too. Agreed. Yeah. One thing I want to add to that really quickly is like, it's not only communication, but it's also understanding of like, for example, I understand how Helen and Janet process differently than me. I can't assume that, oh, why aren't you guys thinking like me? It just, that's not the right way to think mm-hmm. or appropriate. So it's just like understanding that everyone processes and maybe communicates a little differently. But the biggest thing is just like understanding and communication is like the key things. Next question. I know you ladies are busy, but would you ever do a meet and greet and merch day at Bopo when it's safe? Oh. Hell yeah. Yeah. I think that's like, that would be amazing. We don't know when. Things are opening up kind of 
I mean, they're kind of opening up pretty quickly, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be down for that. That'd be cool. So Eric and Phil, if you're listening, um, yeah. <laughs> can you put this on your calendars? I know you guys are super busy, but maybe, maybe in the future. Yes, yeah. Thanks for the ask. That's definitely on our to-do list. Typically, how much of your day is dedicated to working on ABG-related things? I would say it depends. I would typically say more than eight hours. Mm -hmm. Like a typical day when we're meeting with each other, we meet at like 1030 and then we're here till like five. And then most of the time, like 90% of the time, I would go home and continue working. Like Mm -hmm. I don't think there's been a day where I go back and kind of stop. Mm -hmm. But I would say lately, now that I have, I got a house, my schedule has changed. And I'm very thankful for Mel and Janet, Steph, Ashley, Rachel, Michelle, Hemi, Eric, fill up the rest of our team because um, I have needed to take a little step back uh, to work on house remodeling stuff. And it feels good to have a team to support me through these like big life changes. So it depends on a normal day though. I would say like maybe like 10, 11 hours, Mm -hmm. 12 hours, maybe like 10 ish. (laughs) I feel like it really differs week to week. It does differ week to week. Yeah. Yeah. Even on the the day, like I think it it really does depend because I feel like there's some days where like, we could work, like, even on the weekend sometimes, depending on, like, if a big project's due. It, it depends. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I observe, I mean, also just to give people some context, we just brought on some pretty, mm. uh, criti- like, a, a new person. Uh, shout out to Steph. Uh, but that's only in the last, like, two to three weeks. And that's that means that our work schedules and what we're doing and, and when we're doing it has changed a lot mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, probably, like... But I feel like generally it's it's... Our goal is that we should be working at least at full time just because it's a signal that we have additional work to be doing, right? That we're mm-hmm. progressing. And mm-hmm. uh, any given time, it is definitely that, if not been pouring over a little. <laughs> so. yeah. All right. So the next section is dating in love. Let's go. <laughs> All right. First question. Any other dates after the Christmas blind date episode? For me, I don't think so. No. No dates, dates with the same people or just dates in general? General. General. In general. Okay. I don't know. Zero for me. <laughs> so, nope. I, yes, I was in a semi, it's not really a relationship, but it was kind of like ish one. Um, But even before that, I think I went on like two to three Zoom dates. Mm -hmm. Have you and Phil been on any dates? I mean, we went to, for our original wedding date, we had a a, a wedding date, date, date. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the last time that we did something, but uh, yeah, that's like, we don't go out to eat. Like, we don't go out to, like, a restaurant. I mean, we can't really right now anyway because of COVID, but um, I guess we picked up food from Panda. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys have this thing where it's like, okay, Helen, for this day night, you choose to take out? Or is it kind of like a... No, it's more just like, all right, Thai or pizza or, like, Chinese food, and that's, like, basically it. Or do you want to drive to McDonald's? That's it. That's pretty cute, though. Yeah. We haven't gone... We have not done a sit-down dinner in Mm. so long. Also, I think if I were to go and do a sit-down dinner nowadays, I'd be like... Why is it so fucking expensive? Mm, right? Yep, like, yep, yep. For date dinners, when yeah, we get yeah. wine and you yeah. get everything, that's it's like true. over $100 per person. You spend so much money on that experience. Yeah. yeah. That seems insane now. Because that lasts me, like $100 lasts us like two weeks of groceries. So I'm just like, mm. Mm, That's true. That's true. For one night? I don't know. Got a house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need a window. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's how we think now. Like every costly thing is like that a is nice one dinner window. or a door. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Like everything is in like numbers. It's crazy. All right, next question. So going back to you, Janet. What kind of men are you interested in? Anyone at this point. Just kidding. Not- <laughs> <laughs> um, oh gosh, this is a hard you know, I think 
Whenever people ask you, like, what is your type? I think this is a hard question to answer properly um, because I honestly don't... I think that if I try to say a type, I'm probably going to end up with the opposite type. It's one of those things where you, like, don't know. Mm. You you think you know. The more you think you know, the less you actually do know. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. I think the biggest thing is someone who's ready to commit um, and that there is a spark of chemistry. Mm. Um, Well, we we did just see a guy who is a potential future uh, oh. contractor of ours. <laughs> we just had a Zoom with him. Oh, oh. And that was a guy. <laughs> He's nice. Yeah. Yeah. The you ladies chem- know me, though. Spark of chemistry. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Or yeah. a lot of people are saying, like, please get back with Wes. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's your answer. Yeah, yep. <laughs> fandom. ABG Wong Fu fandom. That's Sorry. answer right there. <laughs> I don't, I think someone who's ready, someone who, uh, what is, what is another quality? You want to jump. Yeah. You had to jump him. You yeah. didn't want to jump through that zoom screen no. earlier. You, you like turned the laptop away from me. <laughs> You're like, damn it. <laughs> you know, actually one thing I've released from like the last kind of relationship that I was in, I think this idea of like, I want him to be ready. I want him to like be, want a family and all that. I think I'm going to let all of that go because if I keep doing that, then it's not, I don't want that to be a mental blocker for me. I don't think it ever blocks me from like talking to people, but I think it might block my mentality. I think I'd rather think now just to like meet someone. Yeah. More on the compul- impulsive, like, is there an impulse that I want to like just keep talking to you? Okay. And that will be my first gauge. Mm, Do I want to con- continue having a conversation with you? Interesting. Yeah. That me, that's a good first gauge for yeah. sure. That's Door a, number that's, one. Yeah, <laughs> Do I want to keep talking to you? That's a spark or the chemistry you're looking for. <laughs> okay, next question. How do you deal with boyfriends who are too close to their ex? I honestly don't have that experience, but I would be really uncomfortable to be honest. But it depends when they were close. Like, did they date back in high school and now they're like 30 or like in middle school? Okay, like, you know, time has passed, but I don't know. Helen, what do you think? I don't, I haven't dealt with this before. And I think when I was younger in college, I was a very jealous person. And I did get very like, you know, I know that that girl wants to be a girlfriend. Yeah. Like, and they were good friends and, and I would make a big deal out of it. And um, with one ex, nothing happened. With the another ex... I was like, I'm pretty sure there's something mm. going on here. He ended up marrying her. Okay, so oh my god. Okay, I so have yeah, go female right. intuition. You gotta trust that shit. Okay. Yeah. Um. But then, yeah, it it depends on how you you can kind of sense the chemistry. Okay. Mm. Obviously, yeah, yeah. obviously, if you can sense that there is nothing there, like for me and my like first boyfriend, absolutely like platonic, nothing there. We yeah. we could be best friends and definitely like nothing there, right? But you can kind of sense. You can kind yeah. of just sense like yeah damn, like. Just, like jump each other like you could kind of tell. yeah i don't know i don't know what you can sense but you can just sense it wait which one huh? which boyfriend because like we do have the x files i kind of know all the men you dated oh you have the powerpoint presentation of yeah. all my exes um i'm not gonna say it I'll right now but you know i'll tell you later <laughs> it, wait was it the same when you wrote the letter too no, no okay no. Oh, okay for that one i wasn't overly like a jealous girlfriend but i was just like i'm pretty sure she likes you and he's mm. like you're insane and then, yeah. yeah, and then we broke up, and I don't think they went out for, like, two years, but mm. then they got together, and now they have a kid. I'm just oh, like, wow. boy. Mm. Like, I knew. Yeah. 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 I'm going to have to agree with Helena, a female intuition one. I think you can tell if you see them together, like, what the vibe is, um, and usually I would... I think I would be more cautious if it seemed like he was still interested. If it mm. seemed like he was not, mm. but she is, I think I kind of would Ooh, be okay with that because yes. I've had that situation yes, before. Yes, you're right. You're right. That is That's so true. true. That's so true. Mm. I would say if you do feel like you're uncomfortable, just communicate with him. Yeah. That. I mean, you it can communicate work. with him, but then it makes you look like a jealous girlfriend yeah. too. Mm. It makes you look insecure. And 
if he is a good boyfriend, he won't tell you you're insane. He'll be like, okay, I understand, I understand where this yeah. might be coming from. And yeah, then, yeah. Um, they could, you know, be able to adjust certain behavior so that right, you don't feel right. that way. Yeah. But it's tough. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think you do have to talk to your boyfriend about it and yeah. not just let it slide because that's going to fester in you. Every yeah, time yeah. they hang out, every time they talk to each other, it's yeah. just going to grow in you. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, next question. For Janet and Mel. Ever feel hopeless about finding a partner? This is a really sad question. I'm like, what the heck? Um, this. this person says, it gets me down sometimes. I don't think about you, ladies. Probably about herself. Yeah. But, but yeah, ever feel hopeless about finding a partner? Yeah, I would say, um, like, I, ha- I honestly, I shared on one of our more recent episodes uh, that being with someone and then have and then not being with them and having that taken away put me into a deeper state of despair a little bit about my like future romantic life but here's the thing along with the line of learning to release like my like wanting to find someone who's ready and wants to have a family and have kids and just going based off of like okay am i is there a basic for me wanting to talk to you i also realize i think in order for me to do approach this well i need to just be okay with not ending up with someone Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's not to say that that is what I'm going to pursue, but I need to be like, you know what? I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think when I get to a place where I'm like, I really like, maybe I want it, but I think I would be okay without it. Then it may come and it may not. And it, I think that's the mindset I got to take. So mm-hmm. yes, I have felt hopeless, but I know that my goal now is to get to a place where like, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. That's good. How about you, Mel? I will say I've always been a boy crazy person. Like I liked boys since preschool for sure. Like I crushed really hard. And I think I was talking to me and Helen were having a conversation once. She's like, I think I asked her, I was like, do I talk about guys a lot? She goes, that you kind of talk about a lot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and part of me was like, damn, she kind of right. But I will say though, even though I do talk about, I, I love men. I'll say that. Um, but I don't feel hopeless, though. Mm. I think it's going to come to me. You have faith. I have faith. I always, I think I'm someone that, I want to say that I will always have faith and always have hope, but um, there are, are there times where I really want to cuddle with someone? Yeah. Like, I hug my stuffed dog so hard every night. And All right, I, we know. We bear bears. She's got three of them. Yeah. No one should touch when they go no? to Mel's place. <laughs> It was like my baby. But I, I think it's just like, I don't feel hopeless because I think it's about timing and finding the right person. So I'm yeah. not going to force it, kind of like what Janet said, but it's going to come to me. Um, but I, I will, there's times where I really like want a partner, mm-hmm. but yeah. that's about it. But you never have moments where you question, like it may not happen. I think there are moments where I had the thought, like maybe in this lifetime, I'm not meant to have, I'm not meant to get married. Yeah. And I think for me, it's a little sad, but part of me is like, it's just more like it's the back of my head, not in the forefront yet, but mm. thinking like, okay, that is a potential possibility. Yeah. And I think as I get older, it's something that probably may move closer and closer to the yeah, foreground. Yeah. But as of now, where I am currently, it's right in my line of vision yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, I, actually, Janet, at what age do you think that switched? Mm. I mean, honestly, just recently, I think with the last person, Mm. um, because I I would say actually when I was much younger up until maybe like 29, I was kind of okay with not getting married. And then 29 to like up until 35, I've Mm -hmm. been like, no, I definitely want to get married. And Mm -hmm. then I think after this last relationship that I really, with the first time I was like, wow, I think I might see myself with this person permanently Mm. having that gone away. Now I'm kind of like, you know what? I need to be able to return to the state where I'm looking for it, but I don't need it. Yeah. Because I think if I need it, then I'm not going to make good decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that's true.
Living in California, we are incredibly lucky to have sunshine, blue skies, and just the perfect weather almost every day. Out of all the seasons, spring in LA is probably my favorite time of the year for fashion. The brand we turn to that is inspired by this beautiful season is Jenny Kane. Looking through their website, I just want to buy everything. You know how much I love my basics, and Jenny Kane does an amazing job creating the perfect elevated essentials. One piece I knew I had to add to my closet was their cashmere fisherman sweater. In the spring, I like to pair it with my favorite pair of blue jeans and ankle booties. The sweater is super cozy, luxe, and lightweight. I can also layer it under my coat if it gets chilly at night or just by itself around the house. I feel you, Jay. I can see myself wearing everything on their website. When it comes to style, I'm all about comfort, but with Jenny Kane, I don't feel like I'm sacrificing style for comfort. I'm getting both. All their pieces are super cozy and made with this beautiful cashmere material. My personal favorite is their cashmere fisherman hoodie, and it literally goes with everything. I got mine in oatmeal, and it just brightens up my wardrobe. Find your favorite pieces at JennyKane.com and get 15% off your first order when you use code ABG at checkout. That's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code A-B-G. Hi, ABGs. I want to talk to you about one of our partners, Modern Fertility. They're an at-home fertility hormones test. Now, you might be thinking, whoa, I am not trying to get pregnant right now, and that's totally fine. I'm not trying to get pregnant right now either, but I was still really eager to use their product because not only do they provide details about your egg count, but they also give you details about expected menopause timing or if your hormone levels indicate conditions like thyroid disorders or PCOS, all things that are incredibly important to know about your health as a woman, whether or not kids are in your future. Here's how it works. They send you a test kit in the mail, you create an account online, take a simple finger prick to complete the sample, and then mail it in with a prepaid label that they give you. My results included information about my hormone levels like AMH and TSH, and details around my ovarian reserve, ovulation, and whether I may reach menopause earlier, normal, or later than the average age of 51. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com ABG. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. And they also take HSA and FSA dollars. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com ABG. Modernfertility.com ABG. Self-care and routine are more important than ever. I'll be honest, shaving my legs was something I used to do on the occasion because it just felt like such a hassle. An insecurity of mine that I always had growing up, which I talk about in a previous grooming episode, is the amount of hair I have. It may be a blessing for my head, but for my legs and my armpits, it just feels like too much. I need a razor that allows me to feel hair-free and strong enough to do the job, which is why I'm excited to share Billy. Billy is my razor and goes with me everywhere if I travel. This is literally the bathroom item I never forget to pack, like I pack my Billy razor before my toothbrush. There's no other razor that I trust to leave my legs feeling smooth and soft. You can go to mybilly.com to get their starter kit for just $9. It's so affordable and includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a cult favorite magnetic holder. And to express a little love for our show, go to mybilly.com ABG. It's a small way you can support us while getting the best razor you'll ever own. It's just $9 to get your starter kit plus free shipping always. Go to mybilly.com ABG. Spelled mybilly.com slash ABG. I don't know about you, but it feels like a lot of my friends are now getting on that baby train. If you have a friend who is also expecting or have little ones still in diapers, I always recommend Pampers Swaddlers. With Pampers Swaddlers, you can also rest assured that this diaper will prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Swaddlers has dual leak guard barriers at the legs to help protect where leaks happen most. And they have a blowout barrier, which is an innovative back pocket built into the diaper to help prevent those messy leaks up the back. Did you know that on average, babies will use up to 8,000 plus diapers before becoming potty trained? That is a lot. 
That's why Pampers Diaper Stash is the hottest baby gift for 2024. So give a gift to a loved one that says, we see you and we've got you. Pampers Diaper Stash is an online diaper fund that all parents with little ones will love. You can organize friends and family to contribute to a group gift of an online stockpile that never has to run out. Pampers Diaper Stash is great because it takes the guesswork out of choosing what size and how many diapers to gift. It's so easy to do, and it's the gift that always fits. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right, so we're switching over. For Helen, what's your process of buying a new home? Okay, process. Yes, I think we need to have like a whole episode on this because there's so much that goes on. But first, figure out what neighborhood you want to live in. You know, does school district matter to you? Does a certain level of safety, Mm. walkability, access to freeways? Know just generally what area you want to be in. I think for Philip and I, we started at like one specific location and then we're like, oh shoot, we got to like spread out a little Mm. bit more, you know, Um, just because of inventory. So you had to figure out also are houses available where you want to live and also price point, right? Um, get on Zillow or Redfin and just start looking at houses to get a feel of the neighborhood. Um, and then reach out to a real estate agent. Our real estate agent is a friend of a friend. His name is Mike. And we just texted him and said, hey, you know, we're looking for a house. And he asked us for our criteria, like how many bedrooms do you want? How many bathrooms? The square footage? Do you need a garage? Backyard? Like what are your must-haves? Mm. And then he just started sending us listings in the locations that we decided on. And when we found one where we were like, oh, this looks good, he would take us to open houses every weekend and it was just like he would stack it for us so that it was back to back maybe like three or four or so uh, per weekend Um, and then we would just start looking at houses and you get a sense of what you don't like Mm. um, which will lead you to what you do like Mm. so that was the start of the home buying process but when it gets to like getting a mortgage and all of that stuff that was a huge headache Um, and there's so many parties involved it's just like how come there's like five people on this email chain? And what are they all doing? And why does it all matter? You know, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's definitely a huge learning curve. And yeah, it's stressful, but it's it's fun when you can finally pick something. And we got really excited seeing Helen like a shop for homes because like I think when she'll come to me, she's like, oh, this is a house we we saw. I was like, oh my god, it feels like you know it's kind of fun to walk through the little places with you. Yeah, yeah, it is it is fun. Um, Fun comes with a price yep. too. <laughs> a big price. Yeah, the nicer ones were the first one, which I was so I excited for. It's like it was next, but the thing is, it was, it was next to a highway, so mm. you did constantly hear the sounds of cars. But uh, Mike, our real estate agent, was like, "Just close your eyes, and it sounds like the ocean." <laughs> and then I did, and I was like, "Ooh, it does sound like the ocean." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this it's is all about nice. perspective." That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it is. But then I thought about ABG recordings, mm. and you always hear an ocean in the back. So no, nah. <laughs> sorry, y'all, no tranquil ocean for you. A- yeah, ocean sound effects. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or bring a seashell to the to your new house oh. to get, like put it to our ears oh, yeah. so it sounds like one. Yeah. Okay, next question is I think all of us have different answers for this. Maybe is how do you reduce your period pain? Um, I will say for for anyone who is still in their twenties, for some reason I don't know if this is a true thing, but it has anecdotally been for myself and some of my girlfriends. As you get older into your thirties, your period 
gets a little worse. Mm-hmm. Like the symptoms get worse, mm-hmm. I feel like. Mm-hmm. So while I didn't have a lot of this when I was younger, more recently, they've been, my cramping has been worse. Like uh, my like fatigue has been worse. I honestly, I feel like I just build in more time for that. Like I will like build time to just like be in bed or mm-hmm. sit down. I feel like just like wrapping a warm blanket sometimes mm-hmm. like or just keeping that area warm um, really helps me. But that I also still don't have like the most severe period pain. So mm-hmm. that I usually don't. Yeah, it's mostly just like being in bed, being comfortable and having something warm around my stomach area. Mm. I'm the same. I uh, I think my period pain, pains have definitely gotten worse. Um, I always I, 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 I pop a Tylenol or Advil for sure. Um, a thing I've been starting, similar to Janet, like the warm, uh, warm towel in your stomach, but there's this company called Rayel. They have these really amazing, like, heating pads, and they, and then mm. they stick, so you could just, um, um, you could just stick it to your, your lower ab- abdomen area, and that's been really helpful, so. Mm-hmm. How about you, Helen? Um, I don't actually think I do anything for, mm-hmm. like, so, when, I think whenever it hits, it just oh. hits, like, mm. it's just, like, a sharp pain, and I'm just like, hold up, and I just, like, <laughs> have to stop everything I'm doing and just, like, allow it to pass, mm-hmm. and then once it passes, it's, like, you just go about your day, but um, I just remember sitting in meetings, though, whenever I did get huge, like, period cramps, and I would just have to pretend, like, <gasps> nothing was happening, uh-huh. where mm-hmm. it'd be, like, the your lower half of your body is, like, getting destroyed, and then your upper yeah. half is, like, Oh, yes, I love being here right yeah. now. You know, this is great. Yes, yeah. let's keep let's talking take about it. look at those numbers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that anymore. Um, but yeah, I think I just let it pass. I, I don't usually take like Tylenol or anything. Mm. Yeah, Mydol is what I think people oh, usually yeah. take. Mydol for, yeah. That's true. Yeah. I think your mom might have soup. That's, that's for after the period, right? That's for after period so you can mm. replenish your blood. Mm. Yes. Oh, this is a um, very interesting question. I would love to hear your answers. Is it selfish to not want children? And do you feel like times have changed? changed Ooh, is it selfish to not want children um i think that's an answer i think that it's going to depend on your own perspective mm-hmm. my personal opinion i i don't think it's selfish because in some ways and this is a perspective i didn't think about until we, someone had brought it up in the last couple of years to me that if you actually one of the more like um economical or practical reasons to have kids is someone to take care of you when you get older, right? Mm. (laughs) So in some senses, if you're forgoing that, that's your own, that's like the opposite of selfish, I guess. I don't know. Um, But I, once again, I would say it depends on your, on your situation. But I think personally, if you are able to plan your life accordingly and feel like you, like, especially if you think about your end of life, right? Like Mm -hmm. if it's usually your kids that are taking care of you, um, that you have things set up, then I don't think it's selfish. I think it's a very personal choice because it is your body, you know, and if you're going to put it through whatever it is, like, sure, you should be able to do that. If you don't want to do that, you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see how this comes into play when it's in the context of family and other people who want you to have children and they say you're selfish for not wanting children. But at the end of the day, it's your body, not theirs. And right. I, I fully believe that. So I would say it's not selfish, Um it's also less carbon footprint on the world. That's <laughs> true. Once again, being anti-selfish, being yeah. thoughtful of other people. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ways to look at this, but definitely there are positives for not wanting kids if you don't want them. Yeah. Hmm. I agree with both ladies. It reminds me of this, um, a scene from Sex and the City 2 hmm. when um, Big and Carrie were at this wedding and then one of her fans was like, oh my God, I read all your books. And she's like, what is your next one about? She's like, oh, like, she's like, you know, being in a marriage and like not having kids. And she's like, you don't want kids. And she was like appalled that Carrie mm. and Bay didn't want kids. I'm just like, well, 
I think it's to each their own. Like, I know some friends are like, I, their dream is to become a mother. And some other, some other people are just, they don't want that. And I think yeah. it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Your favorite Asian artist. I'm going to say, one person comes to mind. Um, I think our friend Red Hong Yi is like <gasps> yeah. so incredibly creative and mm. talented and good at what she does. Like, every time I see her stuff, I'm just like, how are you just churning this stuff mm-hmm. out so quickly? And it's like fascinating what yeah. like where her mind goes to to create some of these things um it's like perf- her she does like almost like performance art or yeah. borderlines yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. very yeah. conceptual very creative yeah and it's it's so cool it's like using a like fish like to like create stamps of the scales yeah. and like create a whole piece of artwork for a sushi restaurant yeah. like it's insane um musician artist i would say blackpink ah yeah blackpink in your area um <laughs> oh yeah tyler and riley love bumbaya <laughs> Yes. Oh, they know their music. I read this as a musician, so I'm gonna give my answer. <laughs> but Red is freaking talented, though. She's, she's, a, she's a visionary. Yeah. Um, my favorite Asian artist in the moment is IU. Mm. So Michelle, I know you're listening. Uh, she's a huge fan. IU is a solo artist. She's kind of more like acoustic, but she's freaking. Ta- she writes her own songs. She composes. Mm. She could play guitar. Um, she just released an album. And her song Celebrity is super catchy. So right now it's IU. So she's she's great. Nice. Um, I was also thinking artist, but I also I have two answers for this. And Red is amazing as yeah. well. <laughs> but if I thought of another one, um, Yayoi Kusumu. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, but she's the one that does all those dots. Mm. And she, her work has been all over like Japan as well as in uh, LA and in New York and all over the place. And her, I just like her because her story is really fascinating too. Mm. Um, and she's a very eccentric uh, woman. Uh, musically, actually, I have another individual in the past who kind of borderlines musician and also figure, political figure, is um, Yoko Ono. I don't know if you guys know the. She was with uh, the Beatles, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think her and Yayo Kusumo both. For me, it's like not just the art that they put out, but then also it's like who they were as individuals. Mm-hmm. I also saw her in New York randomly, like, uh-huh. or I went to like the store opening. Her son was opening a store, and I remember looking at her. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> oh shoot. Um, but uh, one someone that we is a little closer to us in like our generation, I think Milk is amazing, and mm, you yeah. can see the similar line, right? Like, mm. I think vocally, she's. Um, I love her voice. I love her music. Uh, but also, I think that the her mission and what drives her work is um, is very admirable. Mm-hmm. Solid choices. Next question is, I guess for me, where did you get your jade bangle from, and what does it mean? So I, yes, I do. If you guys send us in photos, I wear a jade bracelet, and it's from my grandma. Um, I got it from her back in 2011 when she um, got diagnosed with um, cancer, and it's the one thing I wanted to carry with me at all times because she's my. She's the person actually I love the most on the planet, and so I wear it all the time. So it doesn't mean anything. It represents more just having my grandma with me all the time. Mm. So yes. Okay. Now we have some questions about food. Yeah. What is your favorite Asian snack? Okay. Two things come to mind really quickly. Um, there's this. I think I mentioned this before, but there's this chip that my great grandma used to buy me, and my and then my mom, my grandma would buy me. It's called Guai Guai. It's just like ah, oh, this Chinese chip. It's like a puff, but it tastes kind of, I don't know how to describe the flavor. I need to buy it, and you, you guys have to try it. Is it sweet? There's different flavors, but I like the savory one. So it's just like, and I like li- eating my finger or licking my finger. <laughs> <laughs> That's a snack. Mouse <laughs> fingers. Yeah. But you know when you eat cheese stuff, like there's cheese on your yeah, finger. Yeah. I used to like, I like that afterwards. Yeah, yeah pre-COVID, pre-COVID, yes. yes. Pre-COVID. <laughs> um, and I don't know if you guys have tried it, but I love like Asian, fla- Asian vanilla flavored ice cream cups with a wooden spoon. 
Oh, oh yeah. I yeah, those were good. That. Yeah. I just, something about the wooden spoon, man. It just tastes better. Mm. But those are my, those are my snacks. How about mm. you two? I love anything red bean. Mm. Yeah. I think I grew up, like my mom loved red bean when we were growing up. So we'd always get shaved ice and she would always get like two, two servings of the red bean and then maybe some like peanut or something. Mm. Um, but for me specifically, like red bean buns, like from the bakeries, I always, oh, it's just good. very nostalgic for mm. me. So I think that that's would be mine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm basic Pocky sticks. <laughs> yeah, but I was thinking about that. That's good. Yeah. yeah what flavor? A, uh, strawberry. Basic, basic. Strawberry, too. <laughs> yeah. That's a good yeah. I mean, it's like, it's it's cheap. I mean, I think it's also like when we went there, <laughs> I had to pick up one, and that was the one that was like, okay, that's like a dollar versus the other ones. You had to get a big package yeah, of something. That's true. That's true. Individual. So, yeah. Exactly. Individually packaged. And I was like, okay, this this won't make me feel bad if I'm like spending money on snacks for my parents. And so I just got the Pocky Six, and it's it's good. I mean, you get so many of them in one, yeah. you know? Yeah. How do you eat the Pocky Six? Um, definitely the, the yogurt side first. Wait, what mm-hmm. do you mean? How do like, you eat it? <laughs> I think sometimes when I see like my other friends get Pocky, they'll take two sticks at a time and eat oh. it. I'm just like, no, this is a sti- one oh. stick at a time kind oh, of yeah. snack. Hmm. But that's kind of like fries. Philip loves eating fries two at a time. Oh, interesting. Like anytime huh. we're driving, he's like, feed me two. <laughs> so specific. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So I wonder if he's the same with Pocky sticks. Ooh, you should have a hidden camera and see. <laughs> <laughs> you should have people vote and bet what, should, what do you think he's going to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm really Actually, when you asked that question, I was thinking about more like, do you bite into it or do you like suck the yogurt? Yeah, part yeah. Out? I, thought, <laughs> I, I thought you meant like, do you eat upside down with like a uh, yogurt side first? <laughs> Because I think, I mean, I think, yeah, it's not as typical for, for like, uh, but I was thinking even like Kit Kats. <laughs> no, 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 but just, yeah, like if you suck the like, the yogurt part. Oh, just I see, me, I see. When we were little, I, I, I think the sweeter part. I think I used to do that, but then it's so small that it breaks. Yes. Like it's oh, hard because uh, it, yeah. it, like, it disintegrates It disintegrates your if you saliva. suck on it, yeah. yeah. That's true. So you're one stick person girl then, right? I think I'm a one stick person Pocky sticker, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about your three favorite food places? Ooh, current. Your current three favorite food places. Yeah. Um, okay. I would say I've had Bopo so many times that it's still freaking good every single time I go. So Bopo Mofo Cafe, check it out in the San Gabriel Valley. Uh, McDonald's. Yes, classic. I think um, I know your third one. Do you? I think so. Ooh. What I don't know. My, really? Want to bet? I bet. What do you, you want to bet? Pocky sticks? <laughs> okay. What? Okay. Pocky sticks. Um, I'm going to say fuck uh, oh ooh, too many came to mind because i already took away two really quickly hold on what's my third one i'm gonna say i'm gonna say sugarfish oh, oh damn it should have known it's gonna be something sushi i know you're right actually it was gonna be flemings oh or little door wait, wait i'm like really <laughs> off too many options i was gonna say well flemings because last time the we went on an abg so... retreat yeah, that yeah. steak was i don't know if we were drunk, drunk. but it was like <laughs> Whoa, mind blown. We should go back. I know, yes. And Little Door, because I think that's just such such a cute date spot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wait, Helen, what were you thinking? Well, I was saying really quickly, Helen took us to Little Door, and I was like, this is really good food. It is really yeah. cute. And it's cute, too. Yes. Ambience. I was surprised you didn't say this place. I probably will be surprised, too. What? Noodle Worship. Noodle oh. Harmony. Sorry, sorry. Noodle Harmony. <laughs> no, always just the worship over the harmony. I was like, Noodle Worship, where is that? It's an Instagram kind of follow. <laughs> But Noodle Harmony, we've been going oh, there quite yeah. often in San Gabriel. You're right, right. you're right. Really that good. is bomb too. Like, whenever we eat there with Helen, Helen goes. <laughs> she does all these like sound effects, and you can see you can tell she's like really happy. Everything is so good there. Definitely go and support it. It's a mom and pop shop. 
it's a hole in the wall. We were yeah. just like shopping one day and we just saw it and we were like, oh, let's go eat there. And it was so good. We've been back there like three times already. Yeah. yeah. They're next to a 99 ranch too. So you get your like groceries so and then also get mm-hmm. yeah your mm-hmm. meal. What's yours, Danny? Oh, three favorite food places. Uh, I also was, th- I've been craving sushi because oh. it's just one of those things that you don't like, you're not cooking at home, you know, like yeah, you have to yeah. actually go out either get delivery. So I'm going to say Mrs. Fish because I know oh. we've been getting some delivery from there and they have really cute bento boxes based in downtown. Uh, second one. Oh. I know yours too. <laughs> Wait, I, ha- I had them and then I lost them because we were talking about, oh my God. Wait, what would you guess? Girl. Cafe Gratitude. Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I was trying yes. to think of like a salad place. I, I, like, haven't, I haven't been to Cafe Gratitude in a long time. And it, it's a little bit more expensive, so I go there as like a treat. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. I was like, what's that place that I don't like that you like? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that place is good. I think it's overpriced. Really? It, oh, it's it overpriced. But the food's good. But it's good. Yeah. 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 And Mel's like, eh. <laughs> uh, the third, when you mentioned McDonald's, it made me think of uh, Taco Bell. It's Ooh. like my go-to so, yeah, I would say Taco Bell, Cafe Gratitude, and Mrs. Fish Sushi. Yeah, it's a pretty a solid great spread. <laughs> what about you, Mel? Oh, fuck. That just made me think of another one, but no. no yeah. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? BCD Tofu House? Oh, yeah. We, we do like but that. That is another one. Yeah, yeah. I will say it's quite fun. We, I think we have such a strong relationship with BCD Tofu House in K-Town <laughs> because we, we always go there drunkenly after nights in K-Town, but now, and then there's a moment we start going there for dinner, we're like, damn, we've grown now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Who are we? Um... This is so hard. If we're thinking about LA specifically, I will say my one of my number one places is Sujita Annex on Saltel. Mm-hmm. Ooh, dude, like it's so stinky. Like it's like the broth, the dipping sauce is so like potent. Love it. I literally want to have every little drop I can. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, I think I know one of yours, but go. Right. Huh? Uh, the Thai place? Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't the name of it. I always forget. You but guys, it's the Thai place. You guys got it for my birthday, right? Yeah. One of the places. Yeah, yeah. Is it Ruin Pair or Pot Ord? Pot. I think it was Pot Ord. Ru- Ooh, I thought it was Ruin Pair. I think those Ruin Pair. Yeah. Those two are like top for sure. But I do like noodles a little bit more. So Pot Ord has really good like noodle soups. Mm. So ah. if you're ever in like Thai town, please check out Ruin Pair or, or Pot Ord. Like. Ellie Wong goes there. Oh, does she? I know. I was like, oh my gosh, she's there. Um, the last place is really hard. Like, I can I can't think of one because I like eating so many different things. I was like, shit, what's my number three? Do you guys? What do mm. I? What do I eat a lot of? Pho. Yeah, actually. Is there like what is the pho place that you? I, I, that's a sad thing. I don't have one in LA yet. Like, what about ju- the one that you go to um, the OC with Justin? We just go there because it's cheap. Like, oh, okay. Three nine nine, fuck Yeah. <laughs> Damn, three nine nine. Right. Wow. Such a steal. But it actually tastes really good. Like, it's like this ginger sauce. Well, but you had it once. I did. Yeah. It, how can we always have these when we're drunk? That makes it like, <laughs> yeah. not really good. I know. That's true. It's kind of like a. This was pre-COVID, by the way. We don't drink anymore. No. Not at that level. <laughs> we have sober dinners for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think those are my three. Mm, I don't know my three. There's definitely one. I'm just like, um, I'm questioning my last one, but maybe it'll come to me later. What about, like, you're really into Taiwanese food. Is there any, like, good... I don't have a favorite. Actually, another food place I'll say I, I used to frequent a lot was Boiling Point. I really mm. do like Boiling Point. Like, Hot Pot's really good. There's individual yeah, yeah, yeah. ones. Dude, everyone can find their right flavors. Mm-hmm. And they have the best garlic soy sauce. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are my top three. Mm-hmm. Or five. <laughs> I don't seem same. Okay, well, those are places. What about your favorite dish that you can't find, or at least you can't find a good version of, outside of your mother country? This I don't know, because... The foods I know from my mother country is from my mother, and I can't find it in this country because she makes it. So yeah. I, don't, I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer for you. Or is there, yeah, is there a dish that your mom makes that, that you haven't been able to find in restaurants? Um, 
I mean, I feel like her steamed fish is like way like more tender than the ones you get at the restaurants. Yeah. Because usually the ones at the restaurants are bigger, and the bigger mm. it is, the oh. less tender usually oh, it is. That makes sense. Um, like the tougher the, the yeah the meat. Um, I don't know. I mean, she just makes really good food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of something. I mean, she makes like good like pork rib like meat stuff. Um, veggies. I don't. I don't know. I'm just like naming uh, all. Chinese I would love to now. go back to your house and eat. Ugh. Yeah, your mom is an amazing cook. Oh my god. I mean, and she's, your dad she's gonna too. be here in June. I so. know. <laughs> yeah, we can have a, a dinner night. Yes, I will say though, this is like a plug for Helen's like Helen's fish and her mom's fish. When oh, yeah, Helen your fish was really when good. Helen made her mom's fish for Chinese New Year dinner, I was like, I couldn't stop eating it. Like that was probably my favorite dish from that night. Even though we ordered like this feast from like a yeah, Chinese restaurant, I was yeah. like, dude, Helen, your fish is so good. Oh. Thank yeah, you. it was delicious. It was like, very, very tender. The flavor the was flavor, just right. It just yeah. also kind of nostalgic because when yeah. you were a kid, you used to like put the sauce, the fish sauce on rice. Mm-hmm. We got to, yeah. I'm gonna ask your mom very kindly. Please, please feed me. <laughs> please feed me. <laughs> I'll buy the fish. Oh my gosh, she would be so happy to do that. Yeah, Aww. for sure. That's a good one. Okay, for me, I will have Jane. I think you might agree with this. Fried stinky tofu. Oh yeah, I was thinking it's hard to find. I mean, actually, Helen, you tried the legit one with for the first time, right, in Taiwan? Yes. I can't find that one that mimics that flavor. Mm. Mm. It's like the freshly fried, like right in front of you, the stinkiness. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's something I can't find in LA. Things come close, but it's just not the same. Yeah, I was thinking oajin as well, oh, yes. which is like an oyster pancake. Um, oh. I think most like Taiwanese either street or breakfast foods, it tastes different there versus here. Hmm. Fully agree. I wonder if it's like the oils or whatever they. Use, I think yeah. it might. Yeah, the oils or like even the tofu texture. Like I think it's not as like I don't know, man. Like I don't know what it is. As more and more of my friends and family members become mothers, and I see the immense amount of sacrifice, care, and love they give to their children, my respect and admiration for them grows beyond this world. Though most of my friends' children are still too young to buy them gifts, I imagine the day they can and the look of joy on my friends' faces when their child gifts them a lasting symbol of their love. If you're looking for a way to express your love for a mom in your life this Mother's Day, Consider a gift that's a physical symbol of your love and gratitude with Pandora Jewelry. They have a variety of rings, necklaces, earrings, bracelets, and charms that can be customized to fit all styles and personalities. I personally think the domed golden heart collier necklace is beautiful. Let mom know you'll always be by her side with a message of love that she can wear every day. Shop April 22nd through the 26th and receive a free limited edition sterling silver bangle with your Pandora purchase of $150 or more. Thank the mom in your life for always being there with a sparkling gift from Pandora Jewelry. Go to us.pandora.net slash abg to start shopping or find a store near you. That's us.pandora.net slash abg. Okay, I admit it. I'm the only ABG that likes the sweeter granola bars for that quick pick-me-up in between meetings or shoots. However, it always ends up making me feeling tired later in the day. I'm just a sucker for those sweeter things, but I crash from the sugar intake. Learning that sugar may not be the most healthiest thing for my body, I'm excited to try out different alternatives with HVMN. HVMN, or Health Via Modern Nutrition, is a nutrition company that believes that the human system can be quantified, optimized, and upgraded. Sound confusing? It doesn't have to be. HVMN does all the work for you, making their products key to a healthier, optimized lifestyle. For example, I'm trying their Keto Variety Pack bars, and they're intentionally made with less sugar, which means no crashing in the middle of the day. I'm able to still have my bars without getting sleepy. 
HVMN is modern nutrition for modern lifestyle, and their new kits make it easy to embrace healthy living and quickly feel the difference. Right now, HVMN is offering our listeners an additional 10% off your first order when you go to hvmn.com slash abg. Embrace healthy living today. Go to hvmn.com slash abg for 10% off your first order. That's hvmn.com slash abg for 10% off. Did you know that almost 40% of the U.S. are people of color, but medical research is 80 to 90% white? After a year like 2020, and with all the events so far in 2021, it's more clear now than ever that diverse representation to create systemic change is critical. If we aren't part of these medical studies, we can't be sure that treatments will work for us or what unique side effects might emerge. In drug trials conducted primarily in the U.S., Asians account for less than 2% of participants. Lack of participation leads to serious consequences because critical medical solutions will be made without considering us. So what can we do about it? Represent ourselves in health and medical research through the All of Us Research Program, the largest and most diverse health resource. They currently have over 530 active research studies, everything from cancer and heart disease to Alzheimer's and type 2 diabetes, which is of particular interest to me because diabetes runs in my family. And I know I'm not alone because there's a current research study on Asian Americans and type 2 diabetes that aims to examine the prevalence of type 2 diabetes at a lower BMI in Asian Americans. Representation is critical to ensuring that discoveries are inclusive and beneficial across populations. You can sign up and do everything safely from the comfort of your own home. Participants can get a $25 gift card, their personalized genetic ancestry and traits results, and one of 10,000 Fitbit devices. Be part of the largest health research project ever. All eligible adults over 18 living anywhere in the United States can join. Participation is power. Join to make a difference at joinallofus.org abg. All right, next section here, random. Okay, if you were a dog, what dog would you be and why? I know Mel's answer. I know my answer, but I don't think it's accurate. What do you, what do you think, Janet? What, hold on, golden think I, Retriever. Yeah, Golden Retriever. Says. Yeah. So I was thinking that too. Like, I love Goldens. I, my goal is to like, my goal for a gold. I, I want to have a Golden Retriever one day and have a puppy. They're more active and energetic than me though. Like, they mm. want to they wanna run around. They need a lot of exercise. That's not me though. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even though I love oh, Golden, I see, I see. but they're really loyal and friendly, which is a good match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you're, you'd be the closest to yeah a Golden Retriever because you are very of the three of us. I think you're the most like <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, yeah energetically. I think you. Yeah, are that's what I meant. That, that's like, the yeah. word I was trying to get. To. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a Helen. <laughs> but I mean, am I similar to your your, your sister's dog? Am I like Kobe? I mean, Kobe doesn't get that much exercise. He just goes out and poops and then comes back. You do that, Mel. Yeah. <laughs> and sleeps a lot. But it's, he's also a much older dog, too. Maybe that's why. But super energetic when he sees people. And then other than that, he's like, all right, I'm done with you. And then <laughs> right. just like naps. All right. I guess I'm a golden then. Yeah. Let's see. For me, I was thinking actually like a poodle. So, But like the golden, the golden doodles, like the ones that they, they mix. Mostly, I mean, just because I like that color more mm, than white. Yeah, but, yeah. but why I was thinking that is because I don't, I'm also not, su- I, I think of like, I'm not like a super sporty active dog, right? Yeah. Like I'm a little, I think I'd be more chill and then they're soft and I'm kind of like metaphorically soft, I guess. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm really stretching for this one. I actually thought of a, what's it like a, a Doberman? What's a Doberman? <laughs> I actually don't know. Is this the one that? with the, the pinch, the, the pinch ears? Oh, I actually don't know like species of dogs. Just like I don't, I don't know, I don't know t- like car types very well. Is that the right? Or do you think she's a Yorkie? No, not a Yorkie. I think something like like sleek and yeah. like 
not furry. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I'm trying to trying to get at. Because when I saw they see a poodle, I think they're a little more prissy, and you're not prissy at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like no. I see. Interesting. Yeah. I think did you guys say once a Dalmatian for something? Because <laughs> Dalmatians don't like have this. they're not Doberman. Oh. If I saw you know how people say like dogs match the owners? Yeah. If I saw you with a Doberman, I'd be like, that makes sense. Really? They kind of scary. What are they known for? They're actually really sweet. They're My... very sharp. Very like <laughs> <laughs> very sharp. Like very like I think they are aren't these usually police dogs too? Oh. Like, very protective, very, like, loyal, very smart. Yeah. My aunt, she has a Doberman, and she's really sweet. Kaya. Oh. And then, um, they're supposed to, yeah, they're sweet. And, like, badass, too. There's, like, a level of badassness to oh. these dogs. So, I could, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Janet's like, oh, you totally yeah. different than my poodle answer. <laughs> Girl, you ain't a poodle. No, no, no you're poodle. totally not a poodle. <laughs> I actually don't have an answer for this for, for myself, so I'll let you answer it. Ooh, I forgot the name of it, but I have, ooh, I kind of have one, too. But this is me also. I literally Googled athletic dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to do that to see. Okay, I know which one. Uh, let, me find the, let me find the name of it. It's super cute. It's like, uh, it's the dog with one blue eye and one brown eye. Yes. Yes. It's Australian Shepherd. Wait, why, why oh. are you both like agreeing exactly on this blue brown eye dog? <laughs> you're, you're an Australian Shepherd. Australian it's shepherd. a beautiful dog. It's super sweet, cute as a puppy, but it just like it seems really active. Oh, well, I was also thinking husky because mm. a husky is very active. Yeah, oh, and they're from usually... Boston, so cold weather. That's makes true. Sense. Yeah. Oh, this dog is so cute, right? Australian shepherd. Wow. The puppies are the cutest. Oh. But yeah, something athletic, something also cuddly because you're also like really warm. Hmm. Oh yeah, this uh, this is probably better match than uh, yeah. a husky. So uh-huh. if you saw me walking down the street with this dog, you'd be like, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah. you have to like, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. Look at their ice blue eyes. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. They're beautiful. So we have an Australian Shepherd. We have a Doberman. A Do you like Doberman? We don't have to give yeah. Doberman. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I like that analogy. I was just like, oh, totally different than what I... <laughs> You're like, I want to be a poodle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. no. And then Mel's a golden retriever. Oh, yeah. we, make good, we make a good little trio. Yeah. Homeward bound trio. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> Do you ever see a dog and like could picture how they'll sound when they talk? Oh yeah, if they if they had a voice. Sometimes okay. when I see Golden, I'm like, yup, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think of that when I see Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, because usually he's like, right, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's what I picture. Cool. Well, if you all get dogs one day, you'll probably see this might be one of the breeds. Maybe they'll be our family dogs. Yes. Next question. This is the second to last question. What would the soundtrack of your life be? Dang, this is a that's a hard, hard question. One. Like I'm not answering first. This from Nicole from Melbourne. Thanks, Nicole from Melbourne. I don't even know too many soundtracks. Okay, I will say one that I used to think, which I no longer think of, but I literally used to think this. Lucky by Britney Spears. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you laughing, girl? Why are you laughing? Knock, knock, knock. (laughs) Dude, I used to... I think there was a period of my life where I felt like... I think because I I was very good at volleyball, I was like... Seen, mm. you know, seen a certain way, mm. I would say, perceived a certain way. Um, my hair looks crazy right now. <laughs> but, um, but I remember the lyrics of that song where it was like, um, like, hold on, hold on, let me she's so there. lucky she's a star. Yeah, she's so lucky she's a star, but she cry, cry, oh. cries in her lonely heart, thinking, if there's nothing missing in her life, then why do these tears run down at night? And oh. I was just like, yeah, that like hit me really mm. hard. And I was like, yeah, that's me. 
Not any, I mean, I don't, I don't think that anymore, but, you know, that used to be me. The, that was a soundtrack to teenage Helen's life. Yeah. 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 Thinking along the line of what you were saying, Helen, I think as a teenager, um, I definitely went through a phase where I listened to the Incubus Make Yourself album a lot. Um, it was a little bit alternative and somewhat, like, has rock overtones, but also is very melodic, um, very, like, like people would uh, create, like, lyrical dances through it. Mm. Um, and the one song, Make Yourself, one of the lyrics is, if I hadn't made me, I would have been made somehow. If I hadn't made myself, I would have fallen apart by now. If I hadn't made me, I'd be more inclined to bow. Powers to be, what would have swallowed me up, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a little bit, like, counterculture or, like, mm. fo- focused on making yourself and, like, really creating your identity. Mm. Damn, deep. Yeah. <laughs> I have, to, I have two answers. Okay. So my, my, the song I think of that really like represent my adolescent and maybe a little bit of my adulthood was Mandy Moore Crush. Oh, Mandy that's Moore. cute. Because yeah. I remember like, I remember being a high school kid, no, sorry, elementary or middle school kid and be like, this song represents my crush on Jason or something like that. And now it was a lyrics of saying like, ooh, I got a crush on you. I hope you feel the, I hope you feel the way, the same way that I do. Yeah. I get a rush when I'm with you. Ooh, I got a crush on you. Oh, I, that's very Mel. Yeah. yeah. I, that's Mel current day. Yeah. That's <laughs> current soundtrack. All right. That's me. Yes. <laughs> but another song that came up after you guys both described like, you know, these like deep meanings. Wonfu has a short call after us and they put a song and I really liked it. So it's from this Singaporean singer called Daphne Koo. And I kept playing the song. It's called Weak. Because I think during that time, I felt very lost. And, like, I didn't want to show signs of weakness. And she has a line that says, even the strong cry when no one's looking. We try, we try not to be scared on the outside. But I know that there's strength from the fall. If It's not weak to be weak at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that part That's was, beautiful. like, yeah, that, really that was, like, beautifully said. And yeah. so I actually really recommend the song. It's a really good song. So Wang Fu is the one that put me on that song. But those are my soundtracks. All right, last question of this Q&A round. Woo. What is something you always buy every time you go to the grocery store? I know your answers to these. Okay, what are our answers to these? Okay, Helen is definitely eggs. Yeah. And ground turkey. Yeah. And um, apples. Yeah. Oh, apples. Yeah, yeah. she always has apples. Uh, organic cage-free eggs, thank you. <laughs> that's true. I went shopping with her. She was like, what? It's not cage-free. I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Is that correct? That's that's part of the constant, uh, yeah. In your rotation. Rotation of groceries. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And bananas and garlic and onions. And I've been getting a lot of bean curd and chives mm. um, oh. and tomatoes and uh, chicken. And I mean, this is like, I have a, a list that I always go you and, default and to. bread. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, those are dumplings. Yeah. I will admit, <laughs> whenever I go to Helen's, I love opening her fridge. Because it's, it's nice. It's fully thought. It's like so much variety. Oh my gosh. This past month, because of the whole house shopping stuff, we literally have only gone once. And it's like scraping by now to just like make something out of um, like what do I do. Oh my gosh. I had like, I oh my gosh. You know how we got the japchae? Yeah. I just had the japchae noodles and then I had broccoli on the side with some like leftover beef from some like Thai food thing and that was like my dinner because I was just trying to like I didn't have like carrots or like cucumbers or anything to make actual japchae so I just had the noodles myself but you know we're scraping by right now that still sounds pretty pretty low I mean compared to me though I was like that sounds like a pretty good meal (laughs) yeah (laughs) see what's in Janet's kombucha Janet there would be kombucha I think there would be like some form of like anchovies oh yeah I always get sardines sardines yes not anchovies sardines there would be a um like a Veggie mix hummus, hummus, eggplant hummus from Trader Joe's. Yep, yep, that was that was my one. Yeah, yep, and carrot sticks. Yep. Carrot sticks. Yeah. Sometimes she has romaine lettuce because she puts that in salad or she puts it in soup. Ah, true, true. Yeah, you do your carrots and um, uh, the 
Hummus. I was going to say carrots and like something. You'd like to make a soup thing. Yes. Okay. Soup oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you put carrots in there. Celery. Celery is really good for making ve- vegetable soup. Mm. Yes. it creates the broth really well. Oh. Um, but yeah, if I was going to get one answer, I would say the eggplant hummus from Trader Joe's. I seriously buy that every single time I go to the grocery store and I've been doing that for like the last five years. Wow. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. But similar to Helen, I always have like my same, and I always just go to Trader Joe's. I know where everything is and I always grab, but it's always, I always get like some form of green. It's been romaine or sp- and or spinach. Carrots. Um, I always get some sort of citrus. So I have a lot of lemons and grapefruits and oranges. Um, and then apples, green apples specifically. Mm. Bananas. And then I'll have a bread. I make sure if I run out of oatmeal, then I'll stock up, um, stock up on that. Sardines. Actually, kombucha, not so much anymore. Oh, just because it's like been more to carry. And mm. I've been going to the grocery mm-hmm. less because of COVID. So I just... Wait, you get bread? I never seen you eat a sandwich before. I don't. I don't have it as sandwiches. I like. Um, it's weird. I like to snack on bread. Does anyone else? Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I don't even do toast. Like I love because I love the Ezekiel. They have a ra- uh, cinnamon raisin bread. Oh okay. okay. And I, I love. Sometimes I'll have it for breakfast, but sometimes if I'm just hungry for a snack, I'll just grab bread. Like yeah. <laughs> it's like a soft cracker. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> I like how my ass is like. I've never seen you eat bread before. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mel? What is like your always? Something that you buy when you're... Oh, noodles. should we guess? I would say noodles. Mm. Um, <laughs> garlic? I feel like she always has garlic in her house. I do. <laughs> her face right now. <laughs> you know what? I actually went grocery shopping this morning and noodles. Yeah, I actually bought so many noodles. Um, I feel naked in the house. I don't have any type of noodles. Yeah. Ramen. Mm. Obviously, yes. Ramen. Tacos. I see. I see. Um, lately, I think um, this is inspired by Helen. I've been getting more tofu. Oh, yeah. Oh, me too. I was going to yeah, say yeah. that that's like my one staple that I yeah. always have to get. Yeah. Like tofu. Like five packs of tofu every time I go. And yeah. I did say tofu earlier, but yes, tofu. So I do tofu now. Um, like, I, before, I was on this whole like uh, tomato and egg thing. Because again, mm. I've seen Helen cook that a lot too. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this too. But I'm tomato and egged out. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, I'll take a break. But usually it's like tofu or eggs and garlic if I run out. I always have garlic in the fridge. Yeah. Peeled garlic? I'm lazy. I don't. I only she buys do, the bag. I get the bags too. Yeah. Because yeah. I think once so you good. go, once you go there, you can't go back. It's <laughs> so much work. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Well, thank you so much for joining us for another Q&A episode. It's been so long since we did one of these. And thank you to those who have submitted through submitted through your questions through Instagram. These are so much fun to answer, um, especially the dog question. Like, I'm pretty sure you're going to see us, you know, with a dog. We just have dogs <laughs> in the future. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash support or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you resonated with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. And if you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube, where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called Dear ABG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is at Asian Boss Girl. We do have a couple shout-outs for this episode. Happy birthday, Tiffany. Hope you enjoy your new ABG merch. Thanks for showing me this awesome podcast and being ABG in my life from Rebecca. Um, to Eileen from Timothy, happy birthday, Eileen. You'll always be the Asian Boss Girl to me. I'm so excited for everything you'll achieve in year 22. To Michelle from Shring, happy 26th birthday, Blonde. Hope you catch a shout-out on your birthday run. We're a few weeks late, but happy belated birthday. Thank you for introducing so much laughter, good food wrecks, and the ABD podcast to my life. Love you. And to my beautiful sister, Nikki, from Bayer Brown, happy 20th birthday. I am so proud of you, and your passion towards your work inspires me every day. 
If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree in our link in bio and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. 